You're listening to Driving Law, a podcast by Kyla Lee about all things related to the rules of the road. Hello and welcome to another episode of Driving Law. I am Kyla Lee at Acumen Law and with me, my co-host, Paul Doroshenko. Hi Kyla, nice to be with you. Nice to be with you too. We have a lot of ICBC related issues to get into this week. Well, our uh, premier now is formerly the uh, formerly the minister responsible for ICBC, and I'm sure he had a lot of things that were on his mind at the time that he maybe couldn't have done before. So what's going on? Ha! I don't agree with you on that. But so the first thing is um, that ICBC uh, has applied to um, the BC Provincial Utilities Commission um, for another year of no insurance rate increases in BC. Whoa. So why would they have to apply for that? Because the insurance rates are set by the Utilities Commission. I know, but why would they have to apply for it to be the same? I guess they have to just re They have to, every year, yeah. do an application. Um, so there was a big announcement last week that uh, this was um, because everybody in BC is facing significant cost pressures. This is going to keep insurance affordable. This is five years in a row where there have been no increases to basic rates for insurance, which... Well, we'll see after the uh, upcoming snowstorm and the last snowstorm <laughs> yeah. whether or not uh, whether or not they can hold it that uh, that way because it's uh, there's been significant expenses for ICBC in the last little while. Yeah, how many claims are actually paid out or uh, going to be paid out that haven't been paid out yet? We'll see. But I also have a little bit of skepticism about this. Okay, what's your what's your thought? Well, I've got three skepticisms. Okay, go ahead. Skepticism number one. There's all these talks and, you know, David Eby's, David Eby has promised in ways that many political leaders have promised before and not held themselves to, that there won't be a snap election. Uh, I don't think there will be a snap election, but yes, it's uh, it's possible that there would be an election. Um, it's easy to justify when you have a new leader who becomes the premier to have an election. If you look at Alberta, of course, they're trying to uh, pushed through a bunch of things to be divisive with uh, Ottawa for the upcoming spring election. Um, Daniel Smith's government is uh, not going to call a snap election for sure. They want to wait till the last minute. Mm -hmm. But David Eby might uh, might call an election. But you know what? I think it would backfire, and I think he knows it. Yeah, but this is good news. Good news right out of the gate. We got housing. We got ICBC rate freeze. We've got rebates coming. They say. Yeah, I think, you know, interestingly, British Columbians are fine with changes, fine with government making different decisions as uh, information comes in. Uh, they just want to make sure that things are being managed. And I don't know that this is necessary because there's no gross mismanagement scandal right now facing this government. And that's usually what has brought down governments in BC in the past. That we know of. Well, that we know of, and you never know. There could be something waiting in the wings, but I just uh, I just don't see it. The other uh, skepticism that I have, skepticism number two, uh, is that 
This is, you know, ICBC's rates are basically determined based on their financial viability, right? The more money they pay out in claims and the more money they have in the bank, the less the rates can be because they can afford to continue to pay out claims. Yeah. But like all companies, ICBC doesn't just have a ton of cash sitting in the bank. It has an investment portfolio and it's the money in the investments that are ICBC's assets. But well, hopefully they didn't invest in crypto. <laughs> FTX. <laughs> if they're investing in uh, if they're investing in oil and gas, they should also reconsider that because uh, fusion is going to have a, a big hit on that, both in the short term and significantly in the long term. Yep. Yep. So that's an interesting thing because I think maybe their investments just did really well there, but their investments are probably not going to do well in the next 18 months. That's true. So that would be the reason to have an election. Of course, again, right now we are in a situation where we have basically almost full employment, which is weird. Um, and, uh, of course we've also got inflation, but look at gas prices. I mean, gas prices are significantly lower than they were four months ago, six months ago, two years ago. I mean, we're talking gas prices that we had at the beginning of the pandemic, buck uh, fifty-four for a liter. That's very low for Vancouver when it was up to two dollars and forty cents a liter only three, four months ago. So, yeah, people might be feeling a little bit better about that right now, and maybe that will be the issue. Who knows? Yeah. Housing prices have dropped. Um, the uh, of course, people can't afford their mortgages if they've got a variable rate mortgage, or if they're gonna if their mortgage is about to renew, they've got a big crisis. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's a probably a relatively small percentage of the people who are voting for David Eby in any event are voting for the NDP. Yes. Now, the third skepticism that I have has to do with. Why is it that ICBC, in an inflationary period where markets are crashing, when we're in basically the early stages of a recession, why is it that ICBC is able to do a rate freeze? Where's all the money actually coming from? Well, it's coming from ratepayers, but of course it's not being paid out the way that it used to be for injury claims. Yes. Now it's uh, they you know they should be a completely a wash with money if you were to um, give any credence to their uh, assertions years ago that uh, that outrageous um, payouts for injury claims were the reason that our rates were so high. Um, you know, it, on that basis, we should be paying probably still 30% less than we're paying if, again, you accepted their <laughs> their position on that from before. Yes. Well, actually... This is an interesting thing that I was reading about on Eric McGracken's blog. So ICBC's no-fault system has resulted in British Columbians being paid less and ICBC keeping more money. Yes. I mean, it's no surprise to you, but do you know how much? Well, Eric might. (laughs) What does he put? ICBC... Data is showing that ICBC is paying crash victims 30% less money prior to in than prior to this enhanced care model, aka no fault insurance. 30%. So imagine if you had a claim that was worth $100,000 in 2019 
Your $100,000 claim is now worth $66,000. Okay, well, that's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Really? It sounds like a lot to me. Well, it is a lot, but it's, I, I, I worried that it was worse. Well, you know, everybody describes it, and even you, and I, you know, this is not my area of practice, but everybody describes it as like a no-fault system. Yeah. And, and a no-fault system is usually paying out smaller amounts than that. I mean, compared to what they were paying out before, 30% off that is not, frankly, that bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the no-fault system doesn't cover your pain and suffering. It doesn't cover, cover your wage loss. It just covers dollar value for injury. So... Just the switch to no-fault system, the annual injury claims in 2018-2019 that ICBC paid out was uh, $3,498,000,000. Yeah. 2019-2020, it was down to $2.9 or almost $3 billion. In I'm, I'm looking at the graph now, and yes, Eric, there's a graph. Eric, Eric has a very dramatic graph, and I don't know where he got it. It's actually, it looks like it's cut from somewhere else, but it makes it look from, like it's going to zero, that they're going to pay out nothing on this graph. It's, it's from the Insurance, it's a little Bureau, ridiculous. Insurance Bureau of Canada. By 2020, it was down to $2.1 billion. And by 2021-2022, a little under $1.5 billion. So that's actually all right. So cut our cut our rates halved. cut our rates in half then. Yeah, more than halved. Oh, they're not cutting our rates in half, Paul. They're freezing the rates. You're not paying more to get less. You're paying the same to get less to get thirty percent less overall and about sixty percent less generally. Well, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. There may be some significant advantages to having socialized car insurance. Uh, but there should be no universal right to car insurance, so why should the government do it? But again, I mean, private industry could do it heavily regulated. But again, uh, you know, government looked at it and said everybody's got to have it uh, in BC in the early 1970s when Dave Barrett's government did it. And they thought to themselves, we're going to take it over from the private sector because we think we can do it cheaper for the benefit of the citizens. Um, and... Um, the current NDP government still follows that philosophy. The BC Liberals didn't, but I remember talking to Gordon Campbell and he said he would never deal with it. and He would never privatize ICBC because it was not worth the political pain to do it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the NDP are heavily motivated to make it look like it works. Because it it's an work. NDP thing. In fact, not only does it not work, it has actually resulted in a net profit for ICBC. This year, ICBC, which is not supposed to make a profit. Well, when they did in the Christy Clark years, they used to take it and put it into general coffers for the... Also not supposed to do that now. True. So ICBC, 2021-2022, remember they paid out a little under $1.5 billion, $1.48 billion. Last year, same year, same fiscal year, ICBC spent $1.62 billion in operating costs. So well, it's paid out less than it takes to run it. It's a big company. It does not. It's take, lots of staff no. all over the province, no. spread out all over the province. No, you no. phone in your claim and you end no. up getting somebody in Dawson Creek. It does not take 1.62 <laughs> billion people to deal with 
less than that in claims, $1.62 billion in people. Well, ICBC says it does, and it's probably a great employer. As you know, you and I have to deal with the city uh, with some regularity, and I had to deal with the city recently, the city of Vancouver for something. And the level of service that you get is terrible. Uh, and uh, it feels like the city employees do everything they can to obstruct your ability to get done what you need to get done. But the city of Vancouver is known as one of the best employers in the country. Um, and so maybe it's the same thing with ICBC. I don't know. Did you know that ICBC in the last operating year had a 15% increase in collisions while still paying out? 30% less in claims than the year before? You know, I would imagine they paid out a lot in flood damage vehicles because there was a lot of vehicles in the Fraser Valley when we had the floods in November 2021. But these are collisions, um, not... No, I know. Um, but this is, again, one of those things that's not reported on there. Mm -hmm. Collisions will be reported. So this is the same thing that we see when we look for statistics on um, cell phone use and accidents and... We ask for the statistics or you look on the website for them and they'll talk about distracted driving and accidents. And it's not cell phones. It's just everything. It's usually people rubbernecking to look at another accident that caused a minor accident. Um, so uh, these are ICBC statistics. Uh, uh, you know, I take all of the statistics with a grain of salt. You can use statistics to prove anything. Two out of three people know that. Okay. Well, I want to read a quote from uh, Aaron Sutherland, who is the Vice President, Pacific and Western Insurance Bureau of Canada. And he says that the purpose of auto insurance is to ensure that people get the benefits they need to recover from injuries sustained in an accident. ICBC's dramatic reduction in claims costs calls that key tenant of insurance into question. Rather than focusing on improving its own internal operations to find efficiencies and savings for drivers, it appears that ICBC is balancing its books by reducing what it provides to those injured in collisions. Yes. So. That was their whole goal, and that's what they've done. It wasn't that we were going to look at revisit ICBC and, and reconsider how we do things at ICBC. No, it was we're going to pay less. And that is our, the biggest thing that we have to pay out. I would say probably the biggest thing they have to pay out is labor costs. In almost every industry, the biggest thing you pay out is labor costs. Uh, and so, you know, if they could have done it with fewer people, they might have been able to recover the same way. We look at some of those cases that um, even ones that the government was complaining about that, you know, this was litigated this way and this was litigated this way. Uh, and uh, if you look at the amount of money that they spent in labor costs litigating those things, uh, they could have settled the cases out a lot earlier and saved uh, the ratepayers a ton of money. They could have, but they didn't. So there so you go. So is that one of your Christmas wishes is, uh, is a change at ICB? You, you wrote an article for, what is Lawyers Daily Lawyer, or something? Lawyers Daily, To Mike. the new Attorney General. Christmas wish list to Nikki Sharma, Attorney General of British Columbia. I can't believe you didn't include any of my... Christmas wishes on the Christmas wish list? Uh, I don't think that, you know, a mandatory playing of Christmas on the moon at the beginning of every school day in December is within her portfolio. I had, I had, I had some good suggestions. They're not going to publish my Christmas wish list, but I would love to see. <laughs> they would. I would love, yeah, they might. 
I would love to see two changes to the Motor Vehicle Act to the IRP scheme. I mean, I can think of a million changes, but two that are just so glaringly unfair. And one is the 30-day impound of rental cars and Evos. Yeah. Because the rental car company and the Evos have no motivation to give the vehicle back. Uh, and so if you get an immediate roadside prohibition with a 30-day impound in an Evo or a rental car, you're paying that rental fee for that entire amount plus some other punishment fees. And that's really over the top. Like it's just completely unnecessary. They should release them to the rental car companies and the person should be prohibited from having the vehicle back as a rental car, obviously, because they're prohibited from driving. Maybe after a week or something like that, it would be roughly the same expense. Um, it's just cruel. That would be one of my changes. And the other change I was thinking of, because I was recently going through some ASD disclosure and discovering again that there's faulty ASDs out there, approved screening devices, the roadside breath testers. Yes, they're out there. It does happen. Um, there should be a provision in the Motor Vehicle Act where if an ASD is found to be outside of its calibration parameters, the person who was issued, all the people who were issued AI, IRPs on that device in the previous six weeks should be notified and be per permitted to file a review of their IRP. Those would be my two Christmas wish changes. Sorry, I talked myself into that one. Well, thinking, about, thinking about your Christmas wish list. That's, that's good. I'm glad that you're working on your Chris Christmas wish list. But do you know what my Christmas wish list is, Paul? What's that? It's that we talk about the Ridiculous Driver of the Week. A surprising bestseller? The pinpoint method of cross-examination is catching on. Law firms and new litigators across Canada have caught on to cross-examination the pinpoint method. Kyla Lee's straightforward handbook that teaches you effective cross-examination skills. This is a good ridiculous driver. It's a Christmas one. Yeah. Actually, I when you sent me this one, I knew we had to talk about it because my niece is obsessed with one of the parties involved in this incident. Obsessed. The Grinch. The Grinch. 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 <laughs> I, when we were kids, of course, there was no such thing even as a VCR, right? And so you knew that you could only watch The Grinch at Christmas time. And we had a cassette recorder, which was a very rare and expensive thing because my mother taught ballet and she had to be able to play the music. And so they had classical music, ballet music on cassette. Mm -hmm. And we used our cassette recorder to record the sound of the Grinch and listen to that all year long. We were obsessed by it. My brother apparently thought the Grinch looked like a Brussels sprout when it he was very does. young, when he yeah. was about three. And he was quite traumatized by that. Didn't eat Brussels sprouts for a long time. <laughs> anyway, he moved on. Not scared of Brussels sprouts. So tell me about the uh, ridiculous driver and the Grinch. So uh, the ridiculous driver is an Arizona man um, who was driving in the HOV lane um, with an inflatable Grinch in the passenger seat. Carpool lane. Carpool <laughs> yeah. lane. I, I had to laugh at the AP News uh, pun here that the Arizona Department of Public Safety state trooper noticed a suspicious looking green passenger. Seuss, like Dr. Seuss, uh, yeah, suspicious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he got a ticket for being in the HOV lane. There is a photo. The driver's face is blurred, but the Grinch figure, it is on Twitter. I'll give you the Twitter handle. It's Arizona underscore DPS. And there is literally no way 
that a person would mistake this green inflatable goblin for a person. One wonders what he was thinking. Actually, um, it looks like maybe she had inflated this thing, put it in their passenger seat and thought, you know what? I've got, <laughs> you, know, you know what? Or did they actually like, because they were going somewhere and needed it inflated? Or did they actually just think, ha ha ha, this is so funny. I'm just going to do this. And who knows what goes on through the minds of humans. Yep. Um, I, uh, we, each time when I'm looking for a ridiculous driver of the week, sometimes they just come to me because they come in news alerts, but there's all sorts of stories I read that I just cannot believe what people have done. In any event, this was a entertaining one, better than those people who are driving with, uh, with um, mannequins or things like that, inflatable yeah. partners. Yeah, I mean... Inflatable sexual partners. It's... it's- Less likely to be noticed by police if you've got a blow-up doll in your in your car, but <laughs> just don't do it. It's not worth it. I, I'm uh, I'm surprised that this person didn't get a warning. Yeah, I would have. I would have given a warning. I mean, I would have given a warning. I would have given a warning for the humor. Yeah. Um, but I guess the driver probably said to the officer, "You're a mean one." <laughs> That's a funny thing. So Christmas time is here, you guys. And if you're pulled over by the police, um, don't try and use the it's Christmas argument. Um, what are you doing? How can you be so mean to me at Christmas? Uh, police see it pretty much every year. <laughs> that they pull somebody over who's been drinking or they pull somebody over to give them a ticket for something. And uh, the individual goes on about, how can you do this? It's Christmas time. You're ruining my Christmas. Um don't do it. Do not do it. Otherwise, you'll be the ridiculous driver of the week. You will be. So that's our podcast. Hopefully, you enjoyed it. And uh, stay tuned in the next couple of weeks, maybe even days, probably weeks, for an announcement of our, if you've been following us for a while, our usual year and year beginning stunt. Um, because, yeah. Something's coming, and you're going to love it. We'll see. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and if Thanks, you need Kyla. to get in touch with us, you can find us online at VancouverCriminalLaw.com. Give us a call at 604-685-8889, and tune in next week for another exciting episode of Driving Law. Driving Law.